Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. And first down, trouble, That's Chase Young who got to him first. 55 yards, 54 was the record. Steve Christie and Moody. Mahomes goes out, going deep, going deep, and it's caught at the 10-yard line. First and goal, Pacheco cuts it outside, tries to do it a second time, and he lost the football, and the Niners are on it. Javon Jennings, a great play. Oh, this ball's in the air for a long time. McCaffrey's able to pull it down. On the play clock, second and nine. Purdy's pass. Caught. Jennings did it. What an effort breaking tackles. Now he's thrown for a touchdown and caught another. 24 yards. And it is. Not at 16. It's made two from outside 50 today. This is half that distance. From 27 yards, he makes it. The game on the line. Jump off sides first. Mahomes has it. He's easily going to get the first. Third and a football. Not a big deal now unless you don't get it. Go up top. Mahomes cradles it and goes down to the 13-yard line. Ten yards from the win. Mahomes throws it to Kelsey in the middle of the field. Kelsey finally ahead. Kelsey still on his feet. And I believe he's going to have the first and goal to go. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! The seventh longest game in the history of the NFL was one of the most memorable ones as well. And the Chiefs, you're going to hear a lot about it. They have their dynasty. Good stuff there, too, with the music. The jackpot call, you think... Jim had that one up his sleeve all week. Oh, yeah. He writes Game it winning. down. Yeah. We know that. Highlights Jack courtesy Paul. of CBS. There are some uh, play-by-play announcers who, like, it comes to them in the moment. We know yeah. Nance has said this, that he he brainstorms it and he'll write it down. And he'll have it scripted, sort of. Sort of. And being in Vegas, that's what he went with. Jackpot. I got to tell you, uh, it was just myself for the... I I think my wife came... She was out of town. She came back. I didn't pick her up at the airport. She drove herself. Oh. It was a change of plans, considering it was the big game. And so she came home about halfway through the second quarter. It's the most I've watched of the game itself and all of the ancillary programming pre- and halftime because there was no big party going on and my attention wasn't somewhere else. I consumed this Super Bowl probably as much as I have any in any of the last 20 years. I mean, why didn't you have a party? Explain to everybody why there well, was no party. I mean, party. We're, we're moving, so I just didn't. Next year, party's back on. Party's back on. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like I, that means I'll go back to not being able to watch the game and, and all of that stuff because I'm too busy filling people's glasses. Did Well, did this change your opinion about, I, I know you said the party's back on, but did you say to yourself that you enjoyed watching the game so I did. much? I did. That maybe. No, that's, good times always will, will trump. You know, it's always much better to have a great time than it is to actually see the game. I can watch the game again. Just tape it, watch it again. 
So, no, I'll go for the uh, the drinking and merriment more than I'll go for the concentrated viewing of the Super Bowl. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. A lot of the stuff was good. I liked the halftime show. I, I mean, listen, I'm fi- almost 57 years old. Usher's 45. Like, I remember a lot of, oh, of, of Usher's yeah. stuff. Yes, absolutely. So I thought it was great. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a, a very good halftime show. The game was obviously very entertaining as well. Very sloppy to begin with. Yeah, very sloppy. But, but again, that, that fourth quarter and the overtime, you were just... Drama. It was incredible drama. Yeah. And I was, I'm, te- I'm in the... Mason lives and dies with these games. He he's a big bandwagon fan with some of these teams, and he picks a side. Which side was he on? Well, remember at first, a couple years ago, he was a big Chiefs fan. Yeah, and now he loves Christian McCaffrey. Okay, loves Christian McCaffrey. So he was all aboard the Niners bandwagon, and he was really upset. And I I, I kept trying to just tell him. I go, you don't. I tell you all the time what it was like watching Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah. And you weren't alive for this. You and your brother weren't alive for this. And I'm not telling you that Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan, but what we're watching is pretty special. And I, I go, Mace, one day you're going to be telling your kids about Patrick Mahomes and how you got to watch Patrick Mahomes. And and like it, it's tough to t- explain this to a nine year old. Right. He can't see the future. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to explain to him wh- the the game that he just watched. How special it was, and not to dig in uh, it, like for the bandwagon for a nine year old on the 49ers that right. he really has no real rooting interest in. That you just got to see an incredible football yeah. game, and for a, a, a nine year old kid who does love football, knows a ton about football already, that. Try to appreciate at least that you just saw a really cool game. Yeah, I mean, this is what you want. It's the the it, it, it's the final game of the season. It's for all the marbles. You want a competitive game. I thought the Chiefs were really sloppy in the first half, but they found their way, you know, in the second half. And obviously, this game is close. It goes to overtime, and uh, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes did exactly what they had to do to win. I look, I. I know this is a live-in-the-moment comment. I think Tom Brady's the most accomplished quarterback in the history of this sport. I loved Joe Montana growing up. I haven't seen anybody can do all of it the way he can. Like, in everybody talking about how... what People wrote them off. If you go back to the... What was it? The Thanksgiving... Was it Thanksgiving? Oh, Christmas yeah. Day was game. That, was, was, was that the Vegas. Raiders game? Was it was that Christmas the, okay, Day. Christmas that was Day. a helmet-throwing game? I mean, I, there were a lot of people that didn't think that they were... They were destined for anything. Oh, yeah. What did he throw? 27 touchdowns this year? But I think for so. him, that's a bad, bad year. Yeah. Like the, the I, underdogs in the last three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, and they found a way. He just, like, when they needed a play, he made a play, regardless of what it was. However dramatic you think the play is or not, he made every play that his team needed him to make. A couple of things, um, and I want, I want you to weigh in. Your, your big takeaway from the game. Whether it's about not explaining the rules of overtime if you're the Niners or taking the ball uh, to start overtime and should they have deferred or maybe it's Mahomes. What your big takeaway from that game was 312-332-3776. Maybe it's the entertainment. Maybe it's the cutaways. What, whatever is the biggest thing you and your buddies were talking about uh, during that football game. 332-3776. You can watch us. YouTube Live, 
ESPN Chicago. When you're there, make sure you subscribe. All the past shows you can get there as well. Watch us live also on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can still listen to us, of course, on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. And that app, ESPN Chicago app, download that. Take it wherever you go. The podcasts are all there as well. Download that thing. And um, wherever you want, you got something to watch us, to listen to us. Uh, and follow us on all of our social medias as well. You'll get the shorts as well. We've got a great contest starting today, courtesy of my great friends at Steinhoffel's, where I get all my furniture. Each day, we're going to be asking Waddle and Sylvie travel-related trivia questions. Now, why you ask travel-related? Because Steinhoffel's has two $500 airline gift cards that they want to gift to you. So that's why we're making it travel related. So we've taken some memorable uh, trips uh, via shows and with some of our fans. Um, so in the five o'clock hour, we're going to start this today and we're going to ask uh, a trivia question based on one of the fun trips that we have taken uh, in past years, in the many years, 17 years now on the Waddle and Sylvie show. And uh, if you get it correctly, you're going to go into the hopper. And then on Friday, we're going to give away these two $500 airline gift cards. It's good on a, a few different carriers. Um, and you get both. So this isn't like one and then another one for somebody else. You'll get these two $500 uh, airline gift cards. And Steinhoffel's four-day uh, President's Day sale starts on Friday. You'll get $100 off when you spend $19.99 and up and a $300 United American Airlines Delta or Southwest gift card with a qualifying purchase. So you see the tie in there. Official contest rules can be found at ESPN Chicago Contests.com. Nice giveaway right there. It's a great giveaway, and that starts today. What was your so what's your big takeaway? Is it Mahomes it or was it something? Yeah, there were so many different things. But it would have to be again at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes, when you needed him to make a play. On a number of occasions, he did it, whether it was with his legs. He had 66 rushing yards. He was 34 of 46 for 333 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw the interception, so it wasn't perfect. But it's, what is this now, his third Super Bowl yeah, third. in five years? He's, he's been a full-time starter now for six seasons. He's been to the AFC title game in every season. He's been to the Super Bowl now, what, four times? I think, like, going I mean, to the championship game is just as incredible as winning it three. Is. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Going to the champ, being in the final four in every year that you've you've started a quarterback, that's that's as incredible as anything. I, I mean, and just think about again where they were a while ago. They were everyone had written them off. Everyone was screaming as loud as they could. See, Patrick Mahomes isn't that great when he doesn't have a great group of wide receivers. Ladies and gentlemen, they waved goodbye to to, to Tyreek. Hill, two years ago, who is arguably the most accomplished receiver in the NFL over the last three, four, five years, right? I mean, Justin Jefferson's been great, but nobody's numbers are better than Tyreek Hills over the last three or four years. Forget accomplishment, Waddle. I think he's the the scariest wide receiver that defensive coordinators have to game plan against. Yeah, I I would agree with you, And you took that away from Patrick Mahomes. They decided that, you know what, we're going to move in a different direction. 
And they won the next two Super Bowls without him. Well, and think how many different uh, wide receivers have failed them. One of them that they got from the Giants was inactive for, as a healthy scratch. Yeah. Sky Moore was drafted in, what, the second round? Yes. And he's a non-factor no. for this team. Yeah. You know, so you bring back McCole Hardman after well, he's the, a bust for the Jets. And by the way, I mean, he almost kicked it away against Buffalo. Yeah. He had two fumbles, one they lost. So Kelsey just continues to be Mr. Reliable. And and those two are awesome together. But again, like as far as the wide receivers are concerned, it, you know. Those two offensive tackles he had this year committed as many penalties as anyone, too. So, look, I'm, I mean, yes, I'm waxing poetically about Patrick Mahomes. I, I think he's the best thing we've seen in this league for a very, very, very long time. There are other conversations for sure. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes delivered when they needed him to deliver. I'm sure everyone felt as soon as San Francisco kicked that field goal and they were kicking the ball off to Patrick that everyone probably felt a good 65 to 75% likely that not only were they going to find themselves in field goal range, but they were going to score a touchdown. Uh, Brent in Colorado Springs, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brent? Hey, guys, how you doing? We're good. So my big takeaway from yesterday, um, you know, it's not all decided by the coaching, but 49ers were outcoached. And if I'm John Lynch and I'm saying there's a window on this thing, um, is Kyle Shanahan the guy? Maybe that's an overreaction. He'd be the guy in any other year, but there's this other guy sitting there with no job. His name is Bill Belichick, and we know he can win the big games. And we know a Bill Belichick team would know the rules. So think about I've been thinking about it all morning. It just keeps making more sense. Yeah, I, I uh, listen, I can't defend them not knowing the rule or not making the right decision in crunch time on that. But I don't believe that John Lynch would trade Kyle Shanahan for Bill Belichick at this point. I don't, I don't even know if John Lynch has the authority to do that. Because remember, John Lynch was brought in by Kyle with Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Like they, that's a Jed York decision. Well, I would I would fire uh, my entire coaching staff and and hire Shanahan to do, t- <laughs> if in fact he was let go. If he was yeah. he, like that is a inexcusable mistake. Inexcusable. You've got to know the rules. As much as like I was joking upstairs. As much as these guys think that they're they're guarding national secrets, they wake up oh, at three fifty five in the morning. 3.45 in the morning. They get up before the sun comes up. All the different meetings that they have uh, throughout the day. I, I don't understand how you don't start that first Monday of the playoffs and say, guys, as we start our quest here in the playoffs, one thing that you've got to know is there are new rules attached to overtime. If we go into overtime on Saturday or Sunday, whatever our game day is, there are new rules with overtime. Yeah. And and here here are all the things we have to go over. First of all, if we if we score a touchdown, we don't win. So we've got to decide a couple of things. We've got to decide what we're going to do if we do win the coin flip. But we also have to, like, there are things that we've got to know and that you have to be aware of here on, on, on the way these rules go. Like, I could not believe when Kyle Juszczyk says this. You know what? I didn't even realize that the... The playoff rules were different in Uh-oh. overtime, so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really 
I don't totally know the strategy there. Which like, leaves me to wonder, had they scored a touchdown yeah. instead of a field goal, would Kyle Juszczyk been celebrating in the end zone? Right. right. Like, does he think they have a walk-off touchdown? Right. Um, Eric Armstead is like the heartbeat of that team. He's yeah. one of their team leaders. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, they put it on this, the scoreboard, and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. So. Did the coaching staff ever approach that at all this week? Let you guys know that there is a time when it goes to OT, like this rules are different? I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Um, yeah, so. So, and then, like, that's the. I don't understand this week. Like, the, the question is phrased. Did you guys go over it this week? It's the entire postseason. Yeah. This could have happened in their first postseason yeah. game. This is something that you must go over. Like I heard Andy Reid go, go went over it in the preseason. Like this is something you must refresh with your team when the postseason starts as well. It's an inexcusable mistake by Kyle Shanahan and his staff. Like, inexcusable. Think about all the dumb stuff that they go over, the walkthroughs that they do, the stupid stuff that these these teams do that they guard against that they they think they're guarding national secrets with how you don't take 15 minutes in an all team meeting to go over an overtime playoff role and by the way Kyle Shanahan is one of two coaches who played in a Super Bowl uh where there was an overtime right. it was it was of course with he was the offensive coordinator falcons against the patriots and the previous rules were in place at that time right. so but, there's a new set of rules now you would think that he would have advised his team Andy Reid and them did it in the preseason, and I'm sure they did it every single week preparing for their postseason opponent. I just don't get it. I mean, I think Chris Chris Jones actually was like, what did he say? He was like, what was it? What was That's his, crazy. That's crazy, I think, that, that they didn't know. Here, he, we got it right here. He was asked about what he was thinking when the 49ers took the ball to start overtime. What's through your mind when they say they want the ball to start overtime? They're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah, because the overtime rules has changed where both teams get the ball no matter who scores. So, you know, uh, originally you want to let you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them holding the three so you know where you got. Or if you stop them, they punt it, then all you have to do is kick three. Yeah, I mean, that team was more well prepared than their opponents for sure. I, I don't understand how you let that go. How you let that go. How that falls through the cracks. You know, you mentioned the overtime rule. As you know, I've never been a proponent of it, the change. I will say this. First of all, I I don't fight it anymore. I think it has. I've, I've warmed to it to a certain degree because I think the game has changed significantly. Because now there are no kickoff returns. Because every ball's boomed into the stands. And these kickers can hit from 60 yards, every one of them. So you pick up like one or two first downs and you're in you're field there. goal range. Right. So the game has kind of changed where the special teams aspect of it is a lot different now than it was before. So I can understand why people find there's more equity and more equality with how they go about it now than before. I have two uh, poll questions about overtime. I want to give that to you uh, coming up next, but I want to get to more of these calls. I think you'll be surprised by the way they're uh, trending so far. Carl's in Jefferson Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Carl? Hey, guys. What's going on? Happy Monday. You too. So I just, 
Yeah, so I just wanted a, a comment about the the overtime and the clock. I've heard a whole bunch of things from from TV and everything about the at this point the like they're saying the clock is pretty much useless because obviously you're not going into double overtime. But I believe there is a specific reason that they do have the clock running, and it's not really wouldn't matter this game. But if the Super Bowl for everyone out there listening, Bears Nation. If the Super Bowl were to be played outside and you got a 14 mile per hour wind blowing in your face, sure. As the wind, as the time goes down, you would have the option to run the clock out, switch positions, and be able to kick a field goal with the wind helping you instead of hurting you. Right. Well, going going each direction would matter more if you're not playing right. in a dome. I don't think everybody kind of knew what the the time element of this game was as well. Right. It's like playing in the first quarter of a football game. Right. It's a new game, and just because the time was going out, it just meant like the first quarter of the game was ending and they were going to enter right. the second quarter of the game and it, it still would have carried over and the Chiefs would still have the possession going into the second quarter. I wonder whether or not the 49er players were aware of that as well. I just, I don't know. I'm not sure. Can so. I ask you another question, guys? Sure. Yeah. So, the rumors about the Steelers are interested in Justin Fields. If that Hypothetically, if that were true, would you guys be comfortable with just like a second round pick or a second plus? Or would you be willing to add an additional fifth or sixth from us to try to get their first round pick? Or do you think it's better to just, even if it's just a, like a fifth or a sixth, to get their 20th pick instead of like their 50th or whatever it is? Because I think with that 20th pick, I think there's a, I, I'd like to see if we could take that and maybe even still move down and get some extra capital and still maybe get someone in the early second round with that pick in addition so, to... So, Carl, you're telling me I could get, if I throw in an extra fifth or sixth round pick as well as Justin, I could get their first round pick in exchange? Well, whatever you guys can negotiate. I mean, I, I would offer if it. Maybe, maybe they want a fourth. Or, but if, if it was something, do you think it's worth a fourth or a fifth? Yeah, say that was it, a, a first and a fifth. Or, or, it, it's, know, it's all food for thought, Carl. I think yeah. I, I, I think I'd be it's open. yeah. I mean, it's all good stuff. Um, teams have done that before. They throw in a pick of their own to to sweeten the pot, but it depends on what Pittsburgh wants to do. I'm very I'm I'm, I'm very suspicious that or skeptical would probably be a better way to say it that that he that if in fact that's what they decide to do is trade him, that he'll bring a first round pick in return. But if you add a little something to the mix, maybe you do. Yeah, maybe you do end up prying the 20th or whatever the pick they have in the first round is. I don't know if they would want to part with their first-round pick because that would be the draw. You get a a quarterback with a second-round pick. You improve your team with their first-round pick. Plus, you have to remember, too, your first-round pick also allows you to control that player for five years. Yes, yes. So there's a value to having a first-round pick now more than ever before. I mean, the rules have been in place for a while but that's what makes even late first-round picks valuable is because if, in fact, that guy turns out to be a really, really, really good player, you have him under your control for five years. Well, I want to play you that. Uh, I think there was some talk today on McAfee's show about Pittsburgh. We gave that out uh, about a week ago. Was it a week ago? Was it a little yeah. over a week ago? About 16-1 uh, to 1 for, the, for the Bears to make a trade with the Steelers for Justin Fields. Who you knows may, if it happens? You may have beat the casino. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, those those odds have gone down significantly, and there was talk today on McAfee's show that Mike Tomlin is a big Justin Fields fan. We'll play you that coming up. Your thoughts on the Super Bowl, the big winner and the big loser. Uh, and is there a double standard for Travis Kelsey? 
312-332-3776. We'll take all your phone calls coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Comes over to Andy and goes, keep me in. What happened is on the fumble, he was not in the game. Noah Gray went in. He caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. <laughs> Um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score, you know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time, so I, listen, I appreciate it. There you go. Super Bowl conversation at 312-332-3776. Wonder how Andy would have felt if they lost the game. Probably the same. I think they've got a good relationship, boy, but he blows his top. Travis Kelsey every now and again. I, that's what I'm saying, like... Andy was pissed at him no, it, when when he tossed his helmet earlier in the season. During the regular season. Yeah, Andy was and, not and, happy. And again, what is Travis Kelsey, the lovable guy, all the all the stuff with Taylor Swift, getting a lot of national play. Some people don't like it. You, you know, you and I, we like it. I, I, I didn't have any problem. I heard Chase earlier calling in. Bitch about it. Too. She did get a lot of. She got she a lot did. of airtime yesterday, but I had no problem with this it. This is entertainment. It's people. a Super Bowl. It's CBS has got a lot invested. They're going to show her as much as possible, yeah, yeah. and I think we're going to find out this was the most watched television event of all time. Have we gotten? Uh, have we gotten ratings yet? No, no not ratings, official, but but there's a uh, program called iSpots that like kind of projects what they'll be and they're projecting 126.6 million which is like 10 million is, more than than, than the moonland well Almost also 10 million more than last year's super bowl right and you got to remember with the moon landing too that was they take the um all of the networks correct so like a singular network but isn't thing. that still regarded as the most viewed the television? moon landing, yeah. the yeah. Moon landing yes. they say is anywhere between 125 and 150 yeah, this this okay. is so this may eclipse the one twenty five mark potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so, and then especially because it's a great game and it lasted so long, it went into overtime. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, it was... it, you you didn't lose you didn't lose viewers late. You, if anything, you gained them. Um, but like, if this is another player, who was the player? Wasn't there a player bitching about it that if it was them? They would have been lambasted for for push, pushing their coach. Oh, it was AJ Brown. AJ Brown, oh, really? like yeah, like oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. not that doesn't play well with every player in the National Football League. No, it doesn't. Like in the NBA, that doesn't play well with no. every. You know, it's it's not so cute with every player. No, um, he it's gets not. A, he gets he, a pass more than any player because he also last week broke Jerry Rice's record for most postseason reception. So, like he, listen, guys that are as accomplished as he is are going to be given special treatment. With it, like I said, had they not won the game, it would Andy have been a little bit more. Andy was not happy when it happened in the regular season when he flipped flipped out. I'll say this too, though. Uh, there was a report. Sunday morning from Albert Breer, and he talked about how Travis Kelsey gave an emotional speech on Saturday night at the team hotel to the point where there were lots of teammates who were actually in tears about how big of a moment it was and how the Chiefs were going to go out and win that. So I do think as an emotional leader on the team, he probably gets a little bit of leeway from someone like that. I get it, and and I'm a fan. Believe me, I'm a fan. But what is he upset about? 
Pacheco's been one of their best players, and he's had a great postseason. Was he mad that he wasn't in the game to take away uh, some of the attention from when Pacheco gets the ball? I don't think he was happy being on the sideline. Yeah, like, like, again, it wasn't a bad play call. He just fumbled. Yeah, I think who was it? Was it you upstairs when we were talking about it? The funniest part of it was is he didn't go to he didn't go to Matt Nagy. He went to Andy Reid. That was down here during yeah, crosstalk. Right. right. Yeah. That, that's your best indicator that Matt Nagy's not calling any plays. That he's not in charge of any offense or any personnel groupings. Yeah. Who does he go to when he's pissed off? He goes to Andy Reid because he's got that call sheet. Yeah. Listen, I mean, it, it, do you want that happening every game? No. Andy didn't, like I said, Andy did not like that when it happened. It was Christmas Day, right? He did not like it. And probably they will have a special moment at some time where they'll say, listen, big guy, you, you know, you got to still contain your emotions. But remember, we used to talk about the difference between when Tom Brady would call guys yeah. out and Jay Cutler. Absolutely. When, when Tom, Tom Brady's a great leader. Right. Jay Cutler's a jerk. Well, one's you know accomplished I mean? and yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, there's the, no doubt. There's, there's no arguing. It's a double standard. Yeah. Well, we got I mean, if Kadarius Tony does it to, to Andy Reid. Exactly. Yes. It's same, not going to have the same no, results. No. But he, he was inactive anyway. But <laughs> By the uh, way, Kadarius Tony was the guy who, who caught the corn dog play the year before, right? Correct. Wasn't yes. he there? Mm hmm. He well, fell out of favor in New York, yeah. and then all of a sudden he recaptured the glory in Kansas City, and then he fell out of well, favor quickly. And don't forget, two weeks ago, or was it three weeks ago, and the, right before the Sunday morning, before the game against the Ravens, Kadarius Tony was on IG Live, Instagram Live, uh, rambling about how he actually yeah. wasn't hurt and that the Chiefs were making yeah. up injuries. Mm. Probably part of the reason why he was yeah. inactive yet again yesterday. Way, way to go. <laughs> you you, you want to be active on the Super Bowl? My guy is Not throwing. To go. My guy's throwing to, to Richie James, McCole Hardman, who was on the Jets to start the season, MVS, who's dropped had more drop yeah. passes than anyone on the planet. And he's also when he does hold it, he's fighting and going backwards ten yards right. on completions. So I mean, like th that's why I think, th despite his numbers being down. This this Super Bowl win is is every bit as impressive, if not more impressive, than the other two for Mahomes. Well, this was from the NFL Network after the game too, and I pointed this out. They, like no one really knew what was going on in overtime. Even some of the Chiefs, like Hardman, didn't even know that he won the game. Uh, this was the story that Patrick Mahomes told. It's a little echoey, but this was on the NFL Network's uh, end because of all the mics that were hot at the same time. But listen to Mahomes tell the story about Hardman. Um, and remember, he was—I think he was released by the Jets. Is that how they got him yes. back? Yeah, they traded for him, like they a, they a fifth or a sixth round pick. But then he fell out of favor yes. with them, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is this is Mahomes. Can I tell a quick funny story, please. I threw a touchdown to this dude at the end of the game, and he looked at me. I said, and he had no idea. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. And he, he, he blacked out. He had no idea. I was like, bro, because he, he didn't even celebrate at the beginning. I'm like, what are we doing? Hey, well, I think you were talking about. Okay, yeah, it's time to celebrate now. So, like, even Hartman, who won the game, didn't even know that he won the game. Did he not know the overtime rules either? I don't know if he thought well, you just like, keep they had a playing, chance to match. You keep playing until somebody passes out? Hartman did say when he was making the catch that he blacked out. Whatever I mean, that means. Be, yeah. So sure. maybe he just, in the moment, just it was so big, kind of like didn't recognize. He blanked on it. Yeah, uh, who knows? Half the players on the field didn't know the rules to the overtime. It's apparently. crazy. Oh, the, the Chiefs did. The oh, Hart, except for Hardman, Hart, maybe well, that may be because he wasn't there in the preseason. But I'm telling you that that, that, that was. 
That's not a good look for Kyle Shanahan and his team. The smart players on the Chiefs, the important ones... Knew the rules. Yes, the ones who Chris needed to Jones, know the rules. Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid. And, and probably Kelsey. Here's a, and then I owed you this, too. This was Adam Schefter on the McAfee Show. Last week, we told you that Fields to the Steelers was 16-1. to 1. We told you that that was a team. We're going through all the teams that we thought were good landing spots. Atlanta was always the rumored team. We wondered with Zach Taylor being off of the um, uh, McVeigh tree, if that would truly be a good fit. And it, it, maybe he does go back to his hometown team of Atlanta. But we thought, hey, Arthur Smith has always had a dual-threat quarterback. He's now the OC in Pittsburgh. Um, it, it just That's a, a, a win-now team that could use a veteran quarterback. And, and remember, Justin's had good games against Arthur Smith when he was the head coach in Atlanta. So this was Schefter on the McAfee show today talking about maybe Justin Fields going to Pittsburgh. We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, whether that's Justin Fields. uh, Justin Fields, I know uh, Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll keep that in mind during the offseason of the coming weeks. Wow. So there there there'll be a decision that that organization has to make in terms of the quarterback that they want to bring in uh, but they're not just going to leave it as Kenny Pickett his starting job Mike Tomlin made that very clear so now it's which of these quarterbacks do they make a move for which one is somebody that they can go acquire uh and wh- who fits into what they're willing to give up to a, either another team or to pay that player I've never heard that Mike Tomlin didn't like Justin Fields, but I'd never heard that. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was, he's a big fan of of Justin Fields. I had not heard that. I know this. Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. Mitch is getting cut. Um, that I would would think. Yeah, is Mason safe. Rudolph's not an Mason, answer. Mason Rudolph's also said, "Look, I think he's a free agent, isn't he?" Said he wants to 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 go somewhere else. And Kenny Pickett has underachieved. So they're gonna they're gonna add somebody. Yeah, and, and uh it is now down to five to one. So if you got the ticket at sixteen to one, you got some value. You beat the, the casino. Yeah, because right now it's at five to one fields going to Pittsburgh. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen. You made that bet, didn't you? Yeah, I was the one who pointed it out yeah. at sixteen to one. Um Jimmy on the north side, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, fellas? How are we? Good. Um, how yeah, are so, you, uh, like, Jimmy? How are you now? As the attention turns to your Chicago Bears, uh, it's going to be a wild couple months, guys. I, I got to be, got to be honest. Uh, first off, that OT rule—why isn't it just the normal overtime rule? I mean, like, I don't know, like, why make it confusing? I mean, they that ch- was a flu special, <laughs> you know. That was a flu special, not knowing the rules. Um, they, but, like, they, yeah. but wasn't it changed? Like the final straw was the Buffalo Kansas City game, wasn't it? When when right. Josh Allen couldn't get the football in the classic game against the Chiefs, but they used well, it only the for the postseason. Right? Yes, yes. Right. I think that's a little. I think that's a little. Uh, uh, kind of a subjugated way to close the Super Bowl for me. So I think the other rule is is fine. Um, the most interesting things that I heard last week, um, one of which was Adam Schefter talking about the Bears had, you know, talked about keeping Fields and Williams, which I want to go on a small rant here. 
listen, Bears Twitter, okay? I, 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 and trust me, I'll throw darts from time to time, but I don't insult people with ridiculously, um, you know, irresponsible pictures of helpless, you know, pieces, people in society. Knock it off, okay? You're, you're pretty, I love the passion, but I think it's ridiculous, and, and, and you know, I was uh, disgusted. But that's just good know. luck getting people to follow that sage piece of advice. Well, well Tom, there's things that are out of line, and there are things that of are course. not, right? Of right. course. So, you know, I just want people to consider that before they hit the tweet button. Um, but anyway, Hembo said something that, and I think that this came from the game too, there's going to be a lot of franchises that are going to be pu- punished severely by chasing the next Patrick Mahomes. And I think that, you know, sometimes we see games like Patrick Mahomes uh, put together last night, and we don't realize that, He's the one that's generational. There's not that many multiple players that are generational. And, you know, the other team has been a fr- franchise that's been built around weapons, right? And I just think that there's, you know, one question I would have is, what team's going to have more wins next year? Caleb Williams' team, Justin Fields' team, or will they be on the same team? I'll let you guys answer. Ooh, I don't believe they'll be on the no. same team. That's the answer I would give you that I feel strongest about. I don't know. Jimmy, I, I listen. If he went to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, they never, they never finished below five hundred with Mike Tomlin. I don't know. I'm not sure. The Bears, though, like with or without Fields, wouldn't you be disappointed if the Bears don't have ten wins? They won seven this year, and they have the first and the ninth overall pick. Okay, and then uh, and they have cap room, and they have two first round picks, and they should have won more than seven. So wouldn't you be disappointed if the Bears didn't win nine or ten games at the very yeah, least? Yeah, I would say nine or ten. Yeah, so, I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm expecting, and, and, and they have advertised that, listen, this is a year where they're expecting tremendous progress. So I know what you're saying, that they, the Steelers never have a losing record. But the Bears, like I, the Bears Steelers need to be ten. ten games this year. Yeah, the, the Bears need to win, go ten and seven, with or without fields. With or without, with Caleb Williams or with Drake May or with Justin Fields, they need to be ten and seven. That's the hope for sure. That's my I'm just starting point. That, that in Pittsburgh they've got a long track record of yeah, doing. Yes, it. they do. They so do. like they hope it and then they yeah, they yeah. will it. Yeah, yeah. No, like, we just it. hope it. We no, we hope it. They do it. Right. So like I just I wouldn't put my money anywhere on that at this particular time. But I uh, listen. I, I I also kind of resist Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Jimmy's great. I resist this thought that everyone's just going to go down in flames as they try to chase the next Patrick Mahomes. You should be trying to find somebody that can take over the most important position in all of professional sports and take you somewhere that... All you and all your fans want to be. You just you just find your next great quarterback. Yeah, like I'm not trying to tell you that what you should do is trade a bunch of stuff and move up and draft Mitch Trubisky, thinking he's the next. Well, at that point, Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Because he was coming out in the same draft. You should always be trying to upgrade yourself at the quarterback position and you're less, unless you're one of these teams that has already solved the, the mystery. Whether or not it's, you know, it, it's Kansas City or it's Buffalo or it's Cincinnati or some of the teams that have some of these top quarterbacks, you should always be trying to advance yes. yourself. Like I always remember after Michael played, 
there was always, uh, oh, this guy is the French Michael Jordan. This guy is the baby Jordan. You don't draft Minor the next Harold Michael. Minor. Right. You don't draft the next Michael Jordan. But you can draft the next great player. Yes. You're not going to draft the next LeBron James. No. But you're going to draft the next great player. Yes. So you can draft a great quarterback. How about the Bears draft their next, their first great quarterback? How about, yes, that's such a great point. Like, I'm not going into this draft expecting, thinking, I'll hope, but I'm not going to expect that if, in fact, they draft Caleb Williams, he is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. No, that's stupid. That's not my expectation. That bar is way too high. That's dumb. Let's just start with somebody who is a difference maker and plays the position at a level that we haven't seen in our in our franchise. Yes. And we are way below everybody else or most everyone else. We've never had a 4,000-yard passer. We've never had a 30-touchdown thrower. Like, let's just start with doing something that we haven't. That's what I'm hoping to get. Right. I'm not hoping to get Patrick Mahomes, a guy who won three Super Bowls in his first six years. I am hoping, but I'm not projecting that. How about we find a guy that changes the arc of this franchise in a manner that no quarterback has before? Yeah, three three two three seven seven six. You seem to like the new overtime role. I'll tell you about the uh, poll question that is telling me that next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, that none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we decided to be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. It looked like your, your defense was pretty gassed at that point in the game. Did that go factor into the decision-making at all to give them a little bit of rest? Um, no. No, we decided that before. Yeah. I thought that, that was something that we were texting in our text chat is that maybe it was, but he said no, like because they had just been on the field for a long time, their defense. Yeah. How long was there between the end of regulation and when they kicked overtime off? It had to be four or five minutes, which I would think would be an ample amount of time for them defensively to get catch their breath. I just thought it was tactically the wrong decision. Like, first of all, the only way you can win the game in the first possession is if you're on defense. Say you pick off a pass or you somebody fumbles and you return it for a touchdown. Game's over. That's the only way that somebody can win the game on the first possession. And then for me, you also, like, depending on what you do in your first possession, you turn it over to the to the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the game, and he has the option to use all four downs. That extra down, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I would have done what they did. It's interesting going forward. Like, I don't know how many overtime games are going to be in postseason. I don't know how how often does overtime happen in postseason. Once per... Per, I don't even think it's once per postseason. Like, like, Were there any overtime games prior to the Super Bowl this offseason? Not this year. Postseason? No, because I mean that's just the second so. Super Bowl that's ever gone to overtime. Right. Super Bowl, but like in the postseason, like in average, do we get like is it is it one every couple of years in overtime? So it's, like how other t- teams will start to approach this based on how this one went? I know that this is probably I'm in the minority here. I didn't have a problem with them kicking the field goal. I know everyone was like, listen, go for it on fourth down. If you're going to be aggressive and take the ball, you're being inconsistent if you're not going to go for it on fourth down. I didn't have a big problem with what they did. Like, 
they were struggling with that Chiefs defense. Like player execution, if the right tackle doesn't crap himself, they win the game. Hmm. I mean, yeah, right, right. Or at, the, the, or at the very least, it's a different story. Uh, by the way, uh, we were just talking about this. This is not breaking news because this will not shock anybody. But Mike Garofolo is reporting that the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky have decided to mutually part yeah. ways. Yeah, that was like literally a minute ago. This yeah. just was just tweeted. Yeah. So the, I didn't see it, but like that's not. I can't see the future. All I can see is he had no more guaranteed yeah, money yeah, left, yeah. and he wasn't yeah. in their future. Yeah. The side spoke to assess the situation, and Trubisky, twenty nine, gets a fresh start just over a month ahead of the start of the league year. And I think and free agency, he'll be a, a career yeah, backup the rest he'll of the play way. Fifteen years in the league. I mean, but He'll really, a, as a backup, he did nothing. Like when when he was counted on to come in and to play a little bit, he wasn't very. Somebody good will pick him up. Who are the backups around the league? No, yeah, you're That's right. That's why I mean, Mason Rudolph is like Mason Rudolph has said, "Look, I'm not coming back. I want to go somewhere else." I don't know who's backing up. A lot of people. He's just not going to make the money he was. No. Was he making like seven, seven. eight million a yeah, year? Yeah. Uh, so here's the uh, overwhelming. I'm surprised by this. Do you like the new NFL playoff rule? So the new rule is, in case you missed it yesterday, as far as what the actual rule is, uh, that no matter what happens on that first possession, uh, the 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 uh, the second team gets a possession. So if the first team scores a touchdown, the second team gets the ball. And then after that, it's sudden death. In the regular season, if the first team scores a touchdown, it's a walk-off win. Um, So that's how it's different. Do you like the new NFL playoff overtime rule? Um, It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealer. 84.2% of the people say yes, they like it. More football, and and that that is uh, that is unlike change or like to get eighty four percent of people to agree on anything. That's unlikely. So let's continue to talk about it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We are guest free as we talk about the Super Bowl or talk about uh, a lot of the stuff regarding the Bears. There was a, another interesting report out there regarding the number one overall pick. I want to play you that uh, coming up next.